Hey, what's going on, Clever people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers every Tada trip? Technically this season, yes. But we definitely come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m., Kill some windshield time, make us your first listen, and let's dive into yet another Clippers comeback win. That's right, on the second night of a back-to-back, the end of the Tada trip, which we're calling the trip against the Wizards and then the Magic. It's genius. The the Clippers got it done. We're going to talk about what we liked from that game as well as a couple things that we didn't like. And then it's Thirsty Thursday. Look, every single Thursday, Chuck and I like to talk about... What we're thirsty for, okay, kind of what uh-huh. we want to see more of from this squad. We're going to be talking about... A lot know, of good stuff in this one. Last week was a little down, if I'm being honest, but yeah. this is a good one. Yeah, I mean, these two wins, it feels good. It feels good to get some momentum. Oh, yes. Uh, it feels good to be, you know, at 500 on to start this road trip. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, we're going to talk about sort of Ty Lu and, like, what his... Well, what would he have to do to get into the, the coach of the year conversation if he's not already there? You know, I haven't heard enough murmurs about it yet, uh, but I <laughs> he feel like he needs to be there. I feel like it's deserved. And then we're also going to give a huge shout out to the broadcasting crew uh, and, the, and the media folks that cover oh, yeah. the Clippers. It's been so a hell of a year. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes. So the Clippers traveled to uh, Orlando and got the comeback win 111-102 versus the Magic. No Marcus Morris in this one. He was out of game with personal reasons. Um, Only had to come back down from 14 this time. Yeah. Progress. Progress. Yeah. We're also three and two on the road trip so far. Oh, we're three and two. I thought we were two and two. Oh, no. Man, where's my head at? We're three and two. We got Miami, Indiana, and Charlotte to end it. So yeah. after what happened with Indiana against Charlotte, they're off. Their defense is not really there, as we saw last time we played. So there's a legit shot at going four and four on this road trip, which is we should be rejoicing. Look, we talked about coming into the season like going 500 on this road trip. That was, you know, when we thought we'd have, you know, Paul George and, and Marcus Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be, you know, it would be a solid sign to spend, like, depending on what kind of ground we could make up with all those home games kind of early loaded. Uh-huh. Um, so to be able to do that sort of, I don't want to say shorthanded because I feel like that's overlooking some of the great con- contributions. But people know what we, we mean. Had, that we've, We're shorthanded. A little shorthanded. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, being able to do that is pretty incredible. For sure. Let's get into what we liked. Uh, we're going to talk about more than Thursday, Thursday, but Amir and Luke have been electric the last 48 hours being able to lean on these two guys um is something i wasn't sure if we'd be able to do it in back-to-back games and it turns out like the, the, <laughs> yeah, like sense. the consistency is there even with the mirror out i mean he still had 19 points yeah. uh, he did have an ankle injury which we'll talk we'll about talk a little about bit more on what we didn't yeah. like uh but these two guys i mean 19 6 and 5 for amir no turnovers yeah which is fantastic three or six from three six to six from the line I'm not sure how much longer this consistency, and we'll talk about it on Thursday, Thursday is, but we need all of it right now. Yeah, I mean, over Amir's last five games, he's had a couple less than star performances, one stinker kind of against the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, overall, it's been more up than down, and Luke Kennard, I mean... Yet again! Uh, talking about a ramp-up, this thing is... Yeah, it was two games. He had, the, he had the horrible game when he first came back, which makes total sense. 
rusty game, and then it's just been good, good, good. Yeah, three in a row. There's no transition on this on this ramp up. It's all vert, baby. It's, it's all vert, <laughs> man. It's really hard to skate. Uh, Seventeen to five, six of nine from the floor. One thing I really liked in this game, the Clippers leaned on Zoo late after a really brutal start to this game, and it worked out. Like halfway through the fourth, the Magic just could not stop Zoo down low, and the Clippers just spammed it. He ended up with eight points. Six of those were scored in the fourth quarter. Nice to see that Lou didn't fully like go away from him or anything like that after what was a very bad game uh, against um, the, the, Wizards. the Wizards. Which I wasn't expecting. Like I, I no. thought kind of with that sort of front court rotation the Wizards had that he would be a lot more effective. Yeah. And this one is honestly surprising to me that he they were able to lean on him sort of late in the game because you yeah. have a pretty large front court in there with like Bamba sure. ta- soaking up some minutes and Carter. Um so yeah, it, it it's great to see. I, I it's been one of those things we talked about a little bit, but like I don't know, man. Just the way he sets screens, the way he runs the floor. Obviously, we know what he can do defensively. Like I think if you know the, the advantage is there, if if we can exploit the mismatch, you got to feed the big man. It's worth it, it. Yeah, it was great. Um, and then what else do we like? Uh, Terrence, man, I I was really impressed yes. that he was able to keep up the momentum. Uh, from that solid showing versus the the Wizards, it kind of a rough shot to to start this thing off. <laughs> it was um, it was off. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was off. But overall, <laughs> he he did go two of two from three. Uh, I'd love to see those attempts up, just because we know the shot you know can be there. It's not the quickest to get off. Yeah. Uh, but the accuracy sure. generally there. Uh, he finished with fourteen points, two assists, one steal. Uh, I would have loved to see some more production on the glass. I actually don't believe he recorded a rebound in this one. But huh. speaking of rebounds really even kind of contribution here from from yeah. a lot of folks we got seven from a tomb seven from zoo and eight boards from winslow look this rebounding uh the clippers out rebounded the magic by double digits i cannot really remember off the top of my head the last time the <laughs> yeah, clippers did that shit. to an opponent uh 55 to 44 uh the paint defense did struggle a little bit but like look we shot 52 percent from three uh and we rebounded well like i i don't know there's some things you got to give up. Absolutely. And one of the things that was great in this game, you talked about rebounds from Nick Batum, also from three, four of six from three for Nick Batum. Yeah. Kept us in this game early, was really crushing it when, look, the refs in this game, aside from the fourth quarter, it was a complete nightmare. Yeah. Um, the Clippers got their first free throws with like four minutes left in the third quarter of the entire game. Plate. Just absolutely insane. Then we got like 20 plus in the fourth. Part of that's skewed because the uh, the Magic were fouling a bit. But, oh, interesting note. One of these refs also refed the game versus the Wizards. Okay, so I'm I'm interested. I'm glad that you bring that up just because at one point, I believe it was the third or early in the fourth where Eric Bledsoe was fouled on an offensive possession. And Luke Kennard Kennard hit a three. Kennard hit a three and the whistle came super late. And it felt like they were trying to make up for... You know what they what they thought was the foul on the floor in the two minute report of that game against yeah. the Wizards, which is so sad. Yeah, I don't sorry know. About that. I don't know. Hero <laughs> up thirty five. Um, what did we not like in this game other than the refs, except for the fourth quarter? Okay, so I, we can just be brief on this one. But sure, the five minute surge stretch bumping up his trade value. I guess does he need any minutes? No, he doesn't at all. <laughs> Would you rather Winslow have his minutes? Absolutely. We're going to talk about Justice on Thursday, Thursday, but absolutely. Justice was great in this game. All right, Not that, shooting, but we'll talk about it. That's enough on that. We won't, we won't hamper too much on that one. But uh, another thing we didn't like, uh, so Reggie, and, and this is not even like, I'm, I'm not trying to get down on him. I, I don't want to give that thing. I, this is just like a bit of a concerned troll, I guess. Okay. 
He's played less through two games than he normally would in one game. Okay. Uh, he was limited to just 18 minutes tonight. I believe 14 minutes versus the Wizards. Okay. I mean, like, the the percentages were super rough. He was 3 of 11 from the floor. Only attempted three threes, which is, you know, a little bit worrisome. Yeah, but he also attempted seven, which was kind of insane. Yeah, he was one of three on those attempts. Um, yeah, this is just like, I, I don't know. I hope that he's okay. Is I, 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 it's the roller coaster, man. We got three great games, and now yeah. we get two absolute stinkers. Like this is the roller coaster with a step back, and you're, it's not the in-game roller coaster; it's the five-game roller coaster. I guess would be my best way to describe it. But like, he made two needed buckets late, which was good. But Absolutely. he had like he had a boneheaded turnover. Yeah, he tried to throw like a between the legs pass to Zoom. It just didn't work. Um, I don't know. Just for Ward was saying, maybe we need Xavier Moon back because those two were good friends and had good vibes to help out Reggie, but I don't, I don't think it's is it just fatigue or something. Well, that's the thing I like that's And that's the, why I bring it up and what we didn't like. Cause I do feel like it's a fatigue issue. I don't think it's a, like a mental thing. I don't think Reggie struggles in that way, to be perfectly honest. He knows this team has belief in him. Uh, but I do think there's like a, a fatigue thing or, you know, maybe he's still trying to recondition. And I think, you know, you said reconditioning. He does have asthma, which I think plays into it. And like Jalen Brown was using a, yeah, he was using an inhaler for a long time. Tyler gave him a pep talk too, which is great. It's just like we just hope he can, you know, believe in that again because he was playing so well. Definitely, and like kind of continuing with the theme of just just sort of some concerned things that we we didn't like. Coffee uh, did have an ankle turn in this one. Yeah, uh, you know the company line was it's fine, uh, but Clippers that was fans, his line. It, the Clippers fans have heard that one before. Uh, <laughs> okay. He did go uh, like immediately to the tunnel, which is a little concerning. But he did come back, and I thought, like, to my eye, he was moving well. It yeah. didn't seem to be bothering him, but, you know, he, he did play a lot of minutes in this one. Like, he a lot played of minutes garbage minutes, which made no sense. They are really running him, man. I like, wonder if there's concern that they're, like, if they're, I don't know, whatever. Who it's, knows? It's, it's very, yeah. This is like, I, in this one, I don't know if this is a like or a dislike, but, yeah. like, <laughs> we did have another double-digit comeback against the yeah, worst. Yeah, man! Get high against the worst team in the league. What league? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that this team doesn't give up. Of that's course. the identity. That's who we are. But the starts are like a little bit worrisome. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's like, and I mean, and I don't know what it is. Like, is is the thing because it's it's not fair to call it an effort issue. The the effort is absolutely there. Sure, that's um, a very good point. I, it, I don't know if it's some miscommunications. I don't know if it's adjustments that need to be made by Ty Lue. Like early, I, I, I just but like what adjustments do we start Luke and Hart? It, right, like I, I can't put my finger on like what the exact right move is. Uh, but it is something to monitor. because uh, you know we talked about it on on yesterday's episode but you know even with Kawhi and paul george this was sometimes a slow starting team absolutely uh and, and maybe that's just what it is like maybe the guys just take a little bit of time to get into rhythm yeah and, and it Once is what it like is. a night of a back-to-back middle of a crazy road trip absolutely like absolutely that but i agree like every week i mean how many times have we heard this year we can't keep doing this to ourselves yeah real player coach but either way two and oh on the tada trip clippers are exceeding expectations on this eight game road trip for a grammy's celebration that won't even freaking happen it's true they owe us uh coming up we're talking thirsty thursday a lot more amir and luke talk as well as some zoo talk but first we got to give a shout out to bet online which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action basketball season full hoop might want to start putting some bets on where certain people are getting traded because uh i don't think westbrook's gonna be on the lakers right now <laughs> where could he go the rockets they're gonna <laughs> do that horrible swap it's gonna be really weird 
Clippers are going to sign Westbrook on a minimum. Um, no, please don't do that. Anyway, get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including uh, NBA, MLB, if it ever comes back, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams kind of limp into the All-Star break. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That promo code you're going to use is locked on, all capital letters, one word. At Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. All right, so it's Thursday, Thursday, every single week. Chuck and I like to talk about what we're thirsty for, yeah. what we want to see more of. Chuck, lead us in. What are you thirsty for? I want to start off. This is a quick one. Uh, I want Zoo to get back into form. Okay. What the hell happened, man? Well, I mean, you just commended his performance to close out the uh, the Magic game. To close out the Magic game, I love it. He was three for eleven until the fourth quarter. Uh, he was one of nine versus the Wiz and just not really there. Yeah, that one was rough. Like, maybe it's road trip fatigue, but the dude had two double-doubles and before, or three, and like before that was shooting. I mean, he only played 22 minutes in this one. I think if that's a little closer to 30, he definitely gets the double-double. I mean, he had eight and seven. I'm just saying it hasn't looked the same. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if it's a fatigue thing, which has been a knock on Zoo. Not a knock. Something that the Clippers have had to deal with with Zoo's, I mean, very long tenure when you think about it, and all things considered with the Clippers team. Sleepy boy. Before, conditioning has been a factor. And I'm wondering if this is just road trip fatigue. It was a back-to-back. Um, both these teams play physical, you know what I mean? Like, Bamba plays physical. We all know that Trez plays physical. I run on the Wizards plays hard for the most part at the five because they're small, and so they got to be physical. Um, but yeah, just, I wasn't expecting... You know, a combined, they're just not very good. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you there. I, he's not lighting it up like he did in that three-game stretch versus the Knicks, Philadelphia, and Denver. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. He, he has been looking good overall over the last five games. It's you know, it's been more up than down. And I think like seeing him in a matchup like against Denver, right, where he's playing really well. To me, that is a better indication, like long term, of where oh, he's at sure. than maybe oh, yeah. like this a, is a, a very small scoped view. Oh right yeah, now. yeah, but, yeah. I, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like dropped a couple of stinkers. I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's just such a weird cliff. And then Reggie, whose shooting numbers I think I just quoted um, instead of Zeus. That was my bad. But uh, just again, completely off a cliff. Both these guys, mm-hmm. these last two games have just not been there. I'm just kind of chalking it up to fatigue for Reggie. I'm not sure what can really get him going. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like sometimes with Reggie, something will spark him and he'll start playing well. Like there's not a go-to. Well, I mean, sometimes you put the ball in his hand too much and you get bad decisions. He's, you know, he's gotten a bit of a break over these last two games, which I'm, I, I'm thinking needed. Is, yeah, like is an indication that fatigue was probably sure. a factor. Um, but you know, he's only two games removed, and he, he was almost a double digits in this one. It, you know, the efficiency wasn't really there, but. I mean, leading up that to that once again, yeah, he did have three solid performances. Yeah. So I, I, I'm with I'm greedy. You, like, you know, it, it, we it, need it, these wins. <laughs> no, and I, and I hear you. It, it They've is been such, so good, though. It it is like such a weird Seesaw. extreme. Yeah, to go from 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 those kind of two things. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some more good stuff. Let's do it. Yeah, we got my bad stuff out of the way. No bad vibes from here on out. I mean, I you know, I think the talk of the week is got to be. Amir Coffey and Luke Kennard, like, is this the backcourt of the future for the Clippers? Is this what the future Dude, could look like? I hope so. Uh, 
lead us into it because it's been fantastic. I mean, Amir last five games, there's a couple outliers in it, but he's at 19, 29. He had two in a bad, kind of bad game against the Knicks, 12 and eight. The splits, couple of bad games in there, but still he's at 43, 30, which if you're in like the 33% range for like Amir from where he came from, from sure. three in the NBA, like I'm happy with that. And it has been even higher. He's shooting 100% of his free throws. Look, you know, I, I mentioned these two games because it like overall over the past month, it's definitely been more up than down. Sure. There's going to be some little lapses. There's going to be some inconsistencies with a guy, you know, who who hasn't played this much and been featured this, this many, heavily for sure. uh, on a point. team like in the league before. But I, I think it, something that's impressed me is his play as a facilitator has improved. Oh, yeah. Now, there have been highs and lows. So over this five-game stretch, he's, he's averaging about two assists per game, which doesn't sound the most impressive, but it's like sometimes it'll be six assists in a single game. You Get know five I mean? against the Magic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for those two assists per game that he's averaging over those five-game stretch, 0.4 turnovers, less than a single He takes turnover. care of the ball, man. And that was like, so the first half against Orlando, Clippers were horrible at the ball. Yeah. It's like 11 turnovers. They finished the game with 15, which is great. So they tightened up in the second half. Um, but no, like Amir just keeps showing us that not only can he, you know, he can be a catch and shoot guy in the corner. Um, he's our best transition player in terms of decision making and finishing. I don't even think that's like close. Not yet. Yeah, not even really debatable. Um, and but he's also showing that he can kind of make things a little bit happen with the ball in his hand. Yeah. Which is like. I mean, it's okay. Like, keep doing it, man. <laughs> like, whatever this trajectory has, I think you're totally right. We got to ride out this this kind of the inevitable inconsistencies. Yeah. But, like, it's just been a steady graph up for what he's going to be for this team. And the thing is, is, like, even in these games where, you know, he's not, like, he's not scoring the ball well, it's rare that Amir Coffey is a negative on the floor. I mean, he's been better than Terrence Mann by a mile this year. Well, so that's kind of what brings like, us up because like, like an infinite, you know, like. you know, coming into the season, we were, you know, I, I was saying that, you know, a, a team with Luke Kennard and, and Terrence Mann and, and Paul yeah. George, like, you know, that's pretty exciting. Uh, but now you throw Amir Coffey into that mix and like take Terrence Mann out of it. <laughs> but you're talking about two to three, like, rotation players that are solid guys yeah absolutely um, uh, or can be solid guys you know terrence definitely has some work to do but i i, I like to see him like carrying over some momentum from the wizards game into absolutely this one. i know i'm being a bit of a, being a little bit of a stick. and then we got to talk about luke Kennard. we talked about Dude. how quick his ramp luke, up the man has been. Kennard, yeah but over the last five games he's had 17 points 25 points 14 points 10 points 7 points the splits are just too absurd for me to even list off like he's just too good i, I don't like players averaging at least 200 or players who've shot two. 250 uh threes minimum he's number one yeah he's at like 46 and a half percent yeah it makes absolutely no sense uh and he has been playing bigger minutes lately which is definitely warranted so we talked a little bit about like after canard's insane game winner and in, in, yeah. like insane just stretch of play i think to so close out that wizards game which is take. like one of those things i will never forget even though it's a regular season game i like, think the three before he gets the three Four like point 40 play. footer i think that play that three that he hit surprised everybody in the building well because it was almost a turnover it, it was, was a bad pass it was a why bad he was pass, so deep and he just kind of looks like he's putting it up and it's and it doesn't just go in that shit goes in and he was like <laughs> dude that was very much a logo shot he was like parallel yeah. with the bottom of the wizard that logo shot deserves that shot i think deserves maybe more i don't not more credit because his four point play won the game but like 
it's very close to it. But anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't have a chance without that shot. But so after that, we were kind of talking about, like, you know, do you insert him into the starting lineup to kind of solve some of these offensive woes to start yeah. the game? But counterpoint, <laughs> is he just in the perfect spot in the rotation where it's like, he can benefit offensively any lineup. Yeah. So you just have the ava- availability to be like, okay, let's just put Luke in. Like, we'll put Luke in. I think you're right. He works in any offense. That's the thing. And He's it, like, whatever it's going to be, like, we've seen him. He has great chemistry with Hart. Mm-hmm. So he can get some shots at the rim when, you know, their, their two-man game is going well. And when he just, quote-unquote, just needs to be a catch-and-shoot guy who happens to shoot upper 40s on threes, it helps out any lineup. Like, I think they got to keep him on the bench. And like, I think we're, I think the league itself is moving past this idea of you pay this guy over X amount of dollars. He needs to get starting minutes. I mean, 16 million to me is just kind of what you pay a shooter. And that's what I mean. Like, so it's like, if you put him starting great, if you have him off the bench, great. He's doing one thing. Yeah. Canard can do a lot more, which I'm not saying at all, but like we're past all this, like oh, wow, I can't believe he's getting sixty million to come off the bench. That's not what this shit is, like yeah. at all. So I'm fine with the, and I just say, I just say, don't mess with it. Definitely, like that's kind of like the Lou Williams thing, right? Like Lou will had to come off the bench because he talked about how he kind of understood the speed of the game and stuff like that. He kind of like got used to what was happening in the game. Canard might have a tiny bit of that kind of, I don't know if preparation is the right word, but adjustment for how the game goes. I also think very different players, obviously. I, I also think it's a, a kind of a good move long term, um, because that is where he's going to be playing. Like when this team is, you know, yeah, he's at, not going to be at, starting at full with, strength. Yeah, it's not going to be uh, like. So, I do think that that makes sense to kind of keep that sort of continuity. I would love to see, you know, uh, a Luke, Amir, uh, PG, Kawhi, Zoo starting five, but I don't think that's in the card. All right, so you know, like, <laughs> like you bring up the future with these two guys, and 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 when where you know, when we're fully healthy, I guess I got two questions for you. One, have either or both of these guys secured minutes in the rotation above Terrence Mann when fully healthy? Come on. And two, are these guys unmovable assets? To answer your first question, resounding, yeah. (laughs) Both of these guys have moved ahead of Terrence Mann. My take before the season was that Kanar was going to average more points per game than Terrence Mann. Which not crazy at all. I said he would be the Clippers' second leading scorer. Yeah, uh, that was a little crazy, but um, not that crazy. <laughs> and then the second question, um, you never know with this front office. But thinking about oh, for me personally, yeah, no, a I don't know what the hell you trade a two way guy for. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like once he's added, oh, on contract, absolutely, obviously. he knows the system. He's been with the team for a very long time in the context of this Clippers roster. Yeah. And no, dude, Kennard, you can't trade the best three-point shooter in the league. One of the best three-point shooters in the league. Like, yeah, that's what this team lives and dies on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you 100%. It's just like, you know, people get excited around the trade deadline. Sure, people, uh, yeah. I think they're looking, smart. looking for the... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, looking towards the longevity of this team, though, like, these are pieces that you need to do, like in Coffee's case, do whatever you can do financially. Yeah, you trade Surge for a second. Yeah. To, with his bird ride. Yeah, to, to keep him. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, because this, I do believe that this is like a bright spot for a team that doesn't have a lot of youth to have guys Very like this. Very good call. Absolutely. Um, man, 
They're so fun to watch. Uh, last one. I got to say, I want to see more justice. I got a whole bunch of think, crow on my plate. I'm eating it right now. I think it's deserved, man. Um, Chaos Justice has been fantastic. Sure, he went 0 for 4 in the Magic game, but we're not talking... Not what he's here we're for. We're not talking about shooting justice. Uh, in this version of the Clippers, where we're at right now, no top stars to soak up wing minutes, and some role guys kind of just out off and on with Hasp, with tragedies, which all of these things. He's been great. We've seen him with the small ball five, which Reggie talks about plays in a lineup they're comfortable with. Like, yeah. He gets them out in transition. His rebounding is so great. And when he's the four with Hart or Zoo next to him, good chaos happens. Like, the shooting, bad. I'm not going to pretend the spacing is there. I mean, you walk into like a spacing conundrum when you have... Yes. Yeah, one but of he's good on the glass because a big guy is clearing it out and he's actually crashing the boards. Yeah. Um, he just... He's done so much good lately. And, and if like, he can do it at the four, it'll be a lot more helpful when we inevitably like trade surge, whatever's going to happen. Because he is here to play the four. He didn't yeah. bring, come in to play the five. Um, but no, I just... Hats off to Justice Winslow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two games with 20 plus minutes. Um, positive contributor in both of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see it. I was yeah. real low on this signing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's impressed me. He also looks... He he also looks like he's moving a lot better, like he's in kind of better, in better shape. shape. Uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, taking a long time off from playing NBA basketball, uh, it'll do that to you. Sure. You know, hey, story of my life. You know. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're talking shaving, some Ty Lue Coach of the Year talk, and then just a shout-out to the broadcast team in just a few. All right, so this is Shavings, where we kind of wrap up everything hey. else. Chuck, why am I not hearing more Ty Lue Coach of the Year scuttlebutt? It's a marketing scam out to get you. Uh, no. Uh, Check out Truebill. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. The Clippers have completed not only multiple 20-point comebacks, they've completed a 35-point comeback, the largest one since 1996. Um, they're also 500 without Kawhi for the whole season, without PG for over half the season at this point. Um, a bunch of key guys going in and out, a lot of up and down stuff, even in a season... All things considered, even in a season where things were expected to be up and down, mm -hmm. Clippers got hammered. Yeah. By Hasp and my injuries and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like, what what has to happen for him to get coach of the year? Like, do we have to just be if we're above a playing spot, the man has to win coach of the year. Yes, I have tunnel vision. But I, I mean, I think that's like a valid argument. For the sixth seed? I mean with no Kawhi and who knows what's going on with PG. So, like, what's his strongest competition? I mean, I, I think that, oh, man, with how the Bulls have turned it around. Sure. Like, do you give Billy a look? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You don't give Billy Donovan a look. Grizzlies coach, they're playing out of their minds. Yeah, Grizzlies coach. I mean, dude, Spo, I think, is worth an argument. The, the Heat oh, are top in the East. That hurts. You know what? All right. Spo's hurting his chances. Uh, That's fair. Spo's hurting his chances. You know, Monty, I guess, could back-to-back. -back. Nah. Nah. Wait, he did win last year, right? I'm not an idiot. No, but I don't think he should win this year because they were our, they were a finals team last year. So take a finals team and then the number one seed. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do better. Do better than the number one seed. Yeah, be the zero yeah, seed. Yeah, be the zero seed, dude. Um, I don't know. What grade would you give Ty so far this season? Uh, oh, last year it wasn't. It, it wasn't Monty. It was, it was Tom Thibodeau. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with well, me? Well, it's not Tibbs this year. I forgot about <laughs> that. 
Uh, all right. So, what was the question? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Will is sweating right now. Uh, <laughs> please don't flame me. I, I screwed up. Uh, I was saying, what grade would you give uh, Tyler this season? How can you give him anything other than an A? Like, oh, you give him an A plus. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I, I'm more of a number guy. He's a four, you know, four point oh. Uh, how many classes? How many classes is your coach of the year course? <laughs> uh, well, you see, there's five main categories, uh, which each has three subdivisions. But anyways, <laughs> uh, going back slightly, like just given with, I mean, like what he's had to work with. And once again, he was trapped in Canada. He I, was in Hasp himself. Yeah, like I, I don't want to diminish like any of these great contributions we've gotten from guys. But you can't tell me that like that stuff doesn't start at the top or at the oh, yeah. you know where, wherever you want to call him in the org chart. Yeah, uh, if Doc Rivers is coaching this team this year. He's talking about being traded again. <laughs> I think. I think if Doc is coaching this team, it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that we call it in probably on the season. Sure, which is weird because we don't have a draft pick. <laughs> yeah. um, it'd be like, wait, what are we doing? We're just gonna, interesting we're strategy. Just gonna lose? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know that we call it in on the season, but uh, it's. It's just interesting the way that he is able to to motivate these guys and and to just I don't know I five hundred maybe doesn't sound like an accomplishment to other teams but for like everything that we've been through I feel like it's a pretty solid spot to be at yeah is there anything we haven't liked um so I I guess like the, the, the my couple of things and and I guess these are relatively minor uh you know the Reggie Bledsoe experiment. Didn't work great. Sure. Uh, we have moved from it, which is good. I, I mean, I do think that, I still think that Bledsoe is like a little bit coming out of the uncertainty of that in like sort of what his role was. Yeah, that's um, fair. But, you, you know, he's had some he's had some ups and downs. Uh, so that wasn't ideal. And then kind of like, and, and this one's just bugging me lately. And I think that it's just because of the surge thing. But like the idea of like three centers in the first half and then like, yeah. two to close i i just kind of think look tyloo definitely knows more than me i just don't know that it has to be that deep i think the rotation stuff is super fair because i think one of the things for me it's like sometimes brandon boston jr feels like he gets a little bit of run that shouldn't be there but that's just it's also like it's sometimes like that balance between development oh yeah between development and like building yeah. habits but like also, sometimes, you know, when this offense like goes through these droughts, I don't know what you do but throw stuff at sure. the wall. Yeah. We saw Jay Scrub earlier a couple games. <clears throat> yeah. Um but I said it like when we were recording like the pod after the 35 point comeback, it was like just make Tyler the coach forever. Like at this point, I'm like, I'm all vibes. These are great. Um, all right, wrapping this one up. We gotta give a shout out uh to the Clippers broadcasting crew on radio and on TV. Absolutely. We don't do it enough, but they're great. We have enough unbelievable form this year. Noah Eagle and Adam Oslin, elite on the radio. Yes. You'll love it. Um, Brian Seaman. Holding it down. Come on. Like, the the puns, great calls for big moments, like, just keeping you engaged when there's a scoring drought. And, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, he he's fantastic, and he's had a rotating booth. Um, Jim Jackson and him might be my favorite pairing. It's really, really good. They're great chemistry together. Um, Fratello is great in the booth because he does things like breaks down jump balls. Yes. Which is just helps fandom of basketball in general. There's been this push recently of people wanting a little more like, how does the game function analysis? Which I think is valid. It, it, sure. You know, the NFL does a great job of it. Yeah. It's, it's so weird because it's such a player-driven league that I think sometimes 
know, we do kind of let like storylines and stuff maybe override some of like, I don't know, like just learning a little bit more about the game. And there's this idea that NBA basketball, specifically NBA basketball, is like, yes, obviously one person can very much make the difference. But it almost feels like there's this like, there's only like two coaches that people think are good coaches when it comes to stat, like tactics. Yeah. And it's like, that's not true. Like a lot of these, I mean, and I don't even think Ty Lue's in that conversation. Like I think coaches know Ty Lue is good. Um, but I think the, you know, the average NBA fan, you know, who maybe doesn't watch 82 Clippers games a year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or just even that many basketball games. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't see how much really goes in to the X's and O's. For sure. Like that. So I love when uh, I was that Christina Pink got to call a game this year. Yeah. Did a great awesome. job. Um, I believe she was the first um, woman to call a game for the Clippers. Like as, in play-by-play. Oh, wow, that's great. It has to be. Um, and then Katina Mobley watched the Clippers play like shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I felt so bad. I, I felt really bad about that one. But it's been fantastic. And then in like, you know, in the studio, we got Corey Maggette, um, Zelasco. Yeah. Uh, it's just like McLean. Like, it's been a, the crew's done so good this year. Yeah. We just love it. We're yeah, spoiled. It's, it, it's been great. And I, I do think it's one of those things that we're kind of spoiled in. And it, it's sometimes, you know, when I have to, you know, catch a catch a stream on for whatever reason sure uh you, you know the things happen right. when i'm traveling you right know, internationally very busy uh, very and, busy <laughs> and you have to catch like an, another team's sort of uh play-by-play you know sometimes like you just kind of realize uh, how good it is yeah we're doing pretty good over here um i think that about wraps things up yeah uh, that'll do it that does it uh, tomorrow's episode we got carl tart joining the pod it's been a long time. Long time friend of the show. Been a long time. Maybe we'll get to a game preview. Gonna be honest, don't know. It's gonna be a fun time either way. We'll for sure do a Love Mary Quarantine. Yes. We're gonna have to argue with Carl about Bloodsook because he does not like Eric Bloodsook. Um, whatever else happens to me now, then in Clipperland, of course, we'll talk about. Will, uh, if someone was from Orlando and said, hey, how can I listen to uh, how you guys came back and beat us tonight? Where would you tell them? So you could check us out on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. You can be hands-free. If you want to help this show out, you could leave a rating or review over on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app. You can also leave a rating and review over at Spotify. Hey, if you did that, it'd really help the show out. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Tune in. Let's talk some clips. Absolutely. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.